we have a very important person with us. This is Adam. And Adam is going to talk to us about uh, his experience in all the companies he's worked for. And he's, he has a very special message, message for everybody. So Adam, thank you for being here. Yeah, no worries. Nice to be here. Nice to meet you both. In your earlier steps throughout your career, you started as a 3D artist and working as a freelancer, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then you cleared your path as a lighting TD, very important position in companies like MPC, Digital Domain, Animal Logic, and ILM, which are regarded, by the way, as some of the greatest companies in the planet. So I think everybody would like to know your story, Adam, how you went through those companies. But most important, what would you have? Uh, what would you like to have known before in order to make a better job through that path? I guess, uh, like a lot of students, you don't really have any idea what you want to, where you think your career path will go, and especially 3D because it's so new, and because it was so new for me back then. I think this was 2007 when I started on my course in in game design, and too much information online. You know, there was no YouTube videos, or there was nothing like this where you could listen to somebody in, in a in a YouTube video and kind of see somebody's career progression or even uh, tutorials online there was you had to kind of learn everything yourself and so and I like to do more of the artistic side of things but luckily there was a few classes to do with modeling to do with texturing and it kind of got me into the rhythm of of creating things in 3D and yeah, still not really knowing what I wanted to do. I thought, okay, I will do something in modeling or texturing or something like that. But I also like to uh, do the kind of look dev of characters. I like to do the lighting. I like to present it well. After university, I found myself working at a small design studio and I had the opportunity to work with architects, uh, which was more the technical side. But then we also did kind of PlayStation Portable um, game trailers, which was more the creative side. So I had kind of two opportunities here and, and to learn a lot as well. I think one thing uh, for students when they come out to university, they want to go to the, the big studios. They want to go to MPC or ILM and they get kind of pigeonholed into they're just going to be a modeler. They're just going to be a texture artist. They're just going to be a lighter. And it's more difficult for them to learn the full VFX pipeline or the full games pipeline or 3D pipeline in general. Um, so I, I feel quite fortunate that I kind of happily got into a smaller studio where I did have these kind of more opportunities to do a little bit of modeling, a little bit of texturing, a little bit of animation and look dev and lighting. And I worked there for about two and a half years. And like I said, I had a lot of different skills at this point. I, I, I really wanted to be a character modeler. That's what I wanted to do since leaving university. And I really liked to do the, the, you know, the, the creature modeling and uh, the organic modeling, but it didn't, it didn't work out that way. Uh, even now it hasn't really worked out that way. I moved back in with my parents for about six months and I thought, okay, I'm going to nail my portfolio and I'm going to be a character artist and still not really having uh, a mentor or anything like that. I, I, I didn't know whether this was the, the right thing to do, but I had a feeling that I should probably try and uh, strategize into one avenue. I should try and just go down the avenue of, you know, one uh, particular avenue of the, the VFX pipeline and try and become a professional uh, at, at that one particular skill. I also always wanted to live somewhere abroad. In England, after university, there's a lot of students that take a gap year, which is kind of like a working holiday. 
they will go to Australia or New Zealand or, you know, Thailand or somewhere, and they will get just a kind of bar job and they will kind of fund their holiday that way. But, and this is something that I always fancy doing. I always quite like the idea of living somewhere else. I moved to Vancouver and I was very nervous at the time because I, I had no job lined up or anything like that. I just had this portfolio, which wasn't bad. It was, it, it was an okay portfolio. I thought it was good enough to get a junior position as maybe a modeler or a character artist. Um, but it turned out that a week after I landed in Canada, I had an interview for a layout and animation artist. And this is kind of where my uh, experience at this smaller design studio came in because I did a lot of layout work, a lot of camera work, a lot of animation work uh, in this smaller studio. And uh, yeah, I was hired as a layout and animation artist um, pretty shortly after maybe, I think it was 10 days after I landed or something like that, which was, it really worked out because I didn't have wow. a lot of funds with me. I I was kind of nervous that, okay, if this doesn't work out, then I have to move back in with my parents. And so uh, I was glad that it all worked out. Um, and yeah, I worked there for about six months, but it was, the, the studio was prime focus. And at the time they had the merger with double negative. And because of that, they wanted to get rid of everybody in the studio and they wanted to just kind of start again. They wanted to uh, hire the people that they wanted to hire, which was fair enough. But luckily, because I was so cheap and such a junior, they kept me around just in case anything came through the door and they needed somebody to jump on it, um, which was really lucky because uh, I basically got paid to look for another job. And, and in this time, um, there was a career fair in Vancouver and this was uh, all the different studios in Vancouver, the game studios, the VFX studios, um, the feature animation studios, they all came to this one career fair. Mm -hmm. And you got to talk to the recruiters and I talked to the, it was one of the heads of MPC. And I said, I showed him my portfolio and I said, okay, I want to be a, a character artist. And I flipped through my portfolio and he said, oh, well, we don't have any character artist positions, but I see that you've lit your characters and you've rendered them and you've presented them well. Do you want to become a lighting artist? And I thought, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And that's basically where I've been ever since um, as really? a, a lighting technical director. That's great. Wow, that's so cool. So I was I want I want to ask you, Adam. You have been participating in a lot of movies. You have said it for yourself, Star Wars, Transformers, Aladdin, Jurassic World, and many more. But we want to ask you how challenging was being in the lead role in these kind of projects, and also how enjoyable it was to be part of a many group of artists that work together as a group as a group inspire in to do this movie this kind of movies yeah my capacity as a lead has been quite limited actually i've i work mostly as a senior lighting technical director but i do some kind of sequence lead work um, and then the the next career step for me is to become uh, a lead lighting technical director and then into more the the supervisory roles um, so i'm kind of in that in-between stage at the moment um, Working as a lead on Aladdin or, or part-time lead, I would say, um, was great. It was uh, a really nice opportunity. And at this point also at ILM, I'd been there for about three years at that point. And so I already knew the people quite well. And um, it was 
very easy to talk to them. And if we had any problems, it was very easy to kind of troubleshoot. Um, I think one of the best things about the VFX industry is that it's so diverse that literally everybody you're sat next to in a row is from a different country and they all have their own little oh, wow. stories. And yeah. So that's, that's always really nice. I, so I don't nice think to I, meet people like that. Yeah, exactly. It's uh yeah, it's really cool. It's a, it's a really nice industry to be in. But you still have the chance to put your hands on, on the art, right? And you're still producing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I like to create my, my own art. Um, I guess in uh, a VFX capacity, there's not too much creativity. A lot of the creativity is done down to the the create the creative department or the director or the writer, and then we kind of, um, I guess, half of the job of a of a lighting technical director is more the, the troubleshooting. It's kind of um, figuring out problems. A lot of the movies now have more of a, a fluid approach to how the movie is going to play out. And so maybe halfway through the production, the, the director will change his mind and he will say, okay, I want some examples of how we would do this such a thing or, or that. And, and so um, I guess that's as far as the creative work goes in the VFX pipeline, but I do like to do my own um, character art as well. I think I've always gone back to doing my own character stuff. It's it's something that's quite relaxing to just kind of sit on on ZBrush and do a sculpt and then do the materials. But um, and then also, like I said, from working in a in a small design studio, I have a, a few core skills of the of the the pipeline. So I'm not just a, a lighting artist i can also do the, the the modeling and the texturing and the look dev and and that sort of thing so that's something that i always try and, and keep up with and i think that will eventually help me go into more of the supervisory roles that's yeah, i think that's difference. very yeah i think that's very important how students that are just graduating being in a small studio helps you to understand how is the working area, the working environment, how to work in a movie, a small movie, but it doesn't matter. You, you do a lot of things and you begin to create your skills and what you really want to be in the, in this life. So it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I think it's good to be open, especially as a student, to be open to uh, different opportunities. I, I think it's, it's always difficult to be and especially I have conflicting issues about what students should be doing. For me, I think there was a lot of luck involved, you know, luck of working at a nice design studio and, and having, uh, developing my skills and then luck of finding a job in Vancouver when I landed. Um, I, I know that a lot of other people won't have that, that similar type of look, but I think also behind the look is, um, you know, preparation uh, over opportunity. I don't know whether you've heard that expression before that you kind of maximize your look by preparing and then meeting that with the opportunity. And so I think I had a lot of the preparation where I moved back in with my parents and I uh, worked on my portfolio for a while. Um, and also I had the, the preparation of university work and then the design studio to get into VFX. And then it was just all about that look of the opportunity also coming along. But I think for most students, it's probably better to, especially if you want to work in the bigger studios, to focus on something. This is only something that I realized, you know, after I'd worked at this small design studio that 
I probably needed, if I wanted to work in the, the bigger VFX studios, I probably needed to focus on one particular area. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess it's, it's so difficult to give <laughs> students advice when my own story is so conflicting to that. But I would say that it is probably better. If you do want to work in the, the bigger VFX studios, you need to kind of prioritize where you want to work and what uh, position you want to work in. Interesting. How do you handle trust and failure when you are in front of a very important task or movie or work in those companies? I think one of the great things about working in some of these bigger companies, they have people that have been there for 30 years. I mean, when I worked wow. on um, uh, the Transformers franchise, uh, my VFX supervisor was Scott Farrar, and he worked on Back to the Future and, and the original Star Wars and the Star Wars prequels and uh, the original Transformers movies and, and all of that kind of stuff. And you have people like him in the studio. Um, you know, if, if something is too difficult or if, or if you're falling behind on something, you know that there's people that have done this for 30 years. And so there's not too much to worry about. I think you can only worry about how much you can do personally, how, how, how much of your time and effort you can put into something and trying to do something to the best of your ability. But there's so many other obstacles that you've got to uh, leap over when you're working in VFX. Um, there's so many things that can go wrong or, or a director doesn't like a particular sequence and he wants to scrap it and you, he puts in a new sequence. Um, but there's people, like I said, that have been there for 30 years who can handle that. They, they know exactly what to do. They've seen it all before. And so, yeah, it's having uh, problems is never usually a problem, if that makes That's sense. Great. Uh, well, concerning the question, I want to ask you as well, what was one lesson that you that your job has taught you? And that you think everyone everyone should learn at some point in their career life? And what is the most what are the most important tips to create a lightning memorial in portfolio as well? Oh God, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, I guess just persistence. I think something that I've been quite lucky to have is that I'm just persistent with things. If, if things don't look correct or if I'm not happy with it, then I will just go to bed and I will start on it again the next day, even if that means completely starting from scratch. Uh, I think, especially now when there's so much uh, amazing artwork online, you go on ArtStation and every single day, there's a new piece of artwork by some amazing artist, and it can make you feel uh, inferior. And I can imagine, and, and that's me who's worked in the industry for now for 10 years. So I can imagine students who are just starting out and they're comparing their work to some of the things that are on ArtStation can be uh, a little bit depressing. Um, but I think it's just all about persistence. I think you just need to know that it you will get better. Um, everybody kind of goes through the struggles of not being great at first. And it's just all about the little increments. I guess it's just like anything in life. <laughs> 